Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. FM Midvale, KSL Salt Lake City, KSL News Radio. Utah's news, traffic, and weather station. It's 6 o'clock in the KSL 24-hour news center. I'm Paul Nelson. KSL's top local story this hour. Freezing rain caused almost 200 crashes and slide-offs in Salt Lake and Utah counties alone earlier today. This onslaught of crashes strained the racehorses of emergency responders. It was cold, but tow truck drivers were sweaty, latching up wrecked cars and hauling them away. I tried to control my truck to not roll over, but I can't. That guy was in a chain reaction crash that injured a trooper. Actually, he hit the trooper and threw him about 10 feet. Lieutenant Steve Winward says three troopers total were injured in separate crashes and the conditions were crazy. I've never seen anything like this with the with the freeway that frozen. UHP actually had to call in more troopers to deal with the backlog of accidents. Andrew Adams, KSL News Radio. Police are looking for a man in connection with an attempted sexual assault in South Salt Lake. The man's image was captured on surveillance video on the night the woman claims that she passed out after taking a drink of water at a party. Officer Gary Keller says the video from an area convenience store shows the man moving the woman from her car to his. The guy actually waits till till other vehicles leave from the parking lot that night, and uh, you can see through the parking lot, but. Uh, he, by that time, he is actually in her car. Keller says the woman had attended a party several weeks ago. She remembers taking a drink of water, then waking up in a church parking lot miles away. Politics on KSL News Radio. Speaking during his confirmation hearings for the Secretary of State job, Senator John Kerry urged Congress to come to an agreement on the nation's deficit. It is difficult enough to solve some of the problems that we face, but I will tell you, it becomes impossible or near impossible. If we ourselves replace our credibility and leverage with gridlock and dysfunction. He says in order to fulfill its role as a global leader, America must put its fiscal house in order. Other national stories KSL is following. Fuel economy has become the number one concern among American car buyers, but drivers have also been pressing for higher speed limits, which reduces the mileage a car gets. For example, mileage drops to uh, about 14% when you go from 60 to 70 miles an hour. Coming up on KSL News Radio, we'll have your KSL forecast next. And this doesn't look like we're completely out of the woods when it comes to freezing rain. KSL News Time is 6.02. A phone call, a flyer in the mail, or perhaps a misleading website. Loan modification scams. They come in all shapes and sizes and under different names. Loan rescue firms, counseling services, mortgage consultants. Sometimes posing as a legitimate mortgage company willing to help you modify your loan and get caught up with your payments. But beware, these are highly trained con artists looking to steal your home. They often know who you are, where you live, and because it's public record, know if you are on the brink of foreclosure. You're not alone, however. The National
National Crime Prevention Council and the U.S. Department of Justice have partnered to help homeowners identify and steer clear of these scam artists. McGruff the Crime Dog here. Protect your home and safeguard your finances. It only takes a little time to become informed. Start by finding a free legitimate housing counselor today. Take the first step. Visit www.ncpc.org slash mortgage fraud. That's ncpc.org slash mortgage fraud. This message is from the National Crime Prevention Council and the U.S. Department of Justice. Hey, it's Therm, the Energy Wise Guy here. (laughs) Wait, wait, hold on. I'm Therm, the Energy Wise Guy. Well, I know that, but so am I. No, no, you're not. (laughs) Yes, I am. Uh, No, you're not. Yes, I am. I had a Questar home energy expert come to my home and put together a customized home energy plan just for me. He told me all these little things I can do to save money. Things like insulating my water heater pipes, faucet aerators, and weather stripping. So I'm being therm-wise, just like you. Which makes me, therm, the energy-wise guy. Just like you. Or energy-wise gal, I guess it would be. So if you're therm, then who am I now? My sidekick. Go ahead, sidekick. <laughs> well, call Questar Gas or visit thermwise.com to receive a customized home energy plan or for rebate information. If you can serve, you can save. I, I hate being the sidekick. But you're so good at it. And weather together, brought to you by the Larry H. Miller dealerships. Well, I mean, going northbound on I-15 um, from downtown through Davis County, basically all the way up into Weaver County, it's still terrible. We're looking at um, some uh, slick conditions. It looks like things just kind of froze over again. Um, However, the good thing for right now, it looks like there are no crashes being reported on any of the freeways. Now, considering how bad conditions are, that's actually extremely good news, so hopefully it stays that way. However, they did put out a weather alert, and UDOT is saying that the wet roads plan on them refreezing basically from now through 10 a.m. tomorrow morning. This is for the Wasatch Front um, all, all along in Tooele County and Cache Valley. Basically, they're expecting the roads to refreeze starting now and it lasts until uh, 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. So just be ready for slick conditions and just be extremely careful. Patchy fog is going to develop along the Wasatch Front and in the mountain valleys. And they say the areas of road ice and patchy snow will continue for the following, uh, basically, Highway 89, um, east of Logan, and also east of Brigham City. So just be extremely careful as you head out tonight. And your KSL forecast. Well, like I said before, we are not extremely out of the woods yet. I mean, we still have some chances of uh, precipitation tomorrow. Um, Looks like things uh, like exactly UDOT was expecting could refreeze. And here's what we're looking at. The strongest chance of storms is going to be on Sunday. That looks like we're going to have the heaviest activity on that particular day. But I'm looking at the seven-day forecast. Basically, tomorrow and through Tuesday, we have at least a chance of some sort of precipitation. The only day that's not expected to have rain or snow or whatever is Wednesday of next week. But pretty much the rest of them looks like we're going to have at least some sort of precipitation coming down. So just be extremely careful for that and be ready. Hopefully the clouds are going to get the gunk out of the air. For right now in Salt Lake City, we are looking at 27 degrees. You get the top stories every 30 minutes. Breaking news the second it happens. I'm Paul Nelson, KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Let me speak to the governor. A special statewide radio program brought to you by the Utah Broadcasters Association and KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM.
It is so glad to, uh, we are so glad to have you along tonight on Let Me Speak to the Governor. We're delighted to welcome our stations online throughout the state of Utah. Thank you for being part of our program tonight. This is an opportunity for Utahns to speak with Governor Gary Herbert. We want to thank the Utah Broadcasters Association for helping to facilitate this. The program is originating from the studios of radio station KSL in Salt Lake City, Utah. But again, we thank our broadcasters throughout the state for accommodating this program through their airwaves as well. Governor Herbert, thank you so much for joining us here on the program tonight. Well, it's great to be with you, Doug. You know, I've missed you. <laughs> well, You've it's been fun gone. to be back. Yeah, it's great to be back with you and uh, honored to be on the program. And hopefully we've got some good information to share with the listening public out there. And uh, I know it's an exciting time for Utah as we move forward here in this new year. This program has been on a bit of a hiatus because of the election season. But, Governor Herbert, you were just sworn into the, to office. We were talking about this. You're tied with two others for the most inaugurations. That's right. Mike Levitt, Cal Rampton, and Gary Herbert have been inaugurated three times as governor. And this <laughs> is the first time that you're taking office with the full four-year term because of getting back in step with the presidential uh, election, because of, of course, stepping in after Governor Huntsman went on to be the, uh, the ambassador to China. Then you were elected in your own right for a two-year term, and now in your own right for a four-year term, you've been busy. We have been. It's, it's I joke, uh, it's like Groundhog Day, you know, for me. <laughs> I've, I've ran uh, a number of elections in the last three years, and uh, I've had the good fortune of winning, and I'm honored to be the governor, and we've got four more years here to work together to keep Utah going on the right path. And uh, I feel very good about what we've been able to accomplish, but we still have a lot more to do to to get Utah where it's capable of being. Governor, before we take phone calls, and by the way, to our listeners throughout the state of Utah, you can dial area code 801-575-8255. That's 575-8255. So you can talk with Governor Gary Herbert. But we'd like to uh, kick off the program we are, you are just now starting a brand new term in office. We have a legislative session that is scheduled to gavel into session in days, hours. This Monday. Now. This and coming Monday. As you look forward to this legislative session especially, and with your priorities to kick off this new term, what is on the agenda for you and what are your hopes? Well, thank you, Doug. Uh, you know, it's every legislative session has its own uniqueness, uh, its own kind of flavor. And uh, this one has one that of optimism. Uh, Utah's economy is growing once again. We're almost back to historic norms. We have reason to be optimistic uh, as our economy is recovered and is certainly recovering. And um, so that's the good news. The bad news really is, is that there's still a lot of uncertainty out there in the marketplace because of Washington, D.C., which is unfortunate. Uh, the fiscal cliff issues, uh, what they're going to do with the budget, tax increases, spending cuts. Are we ever going to see any spending cuts in Washington? And uh, so those things create some uncertainty in the marketplace and causes our economists to have some a uh, little bit of uncertainty on, on what the growth money is going to be. We have a consensus number of $300 million of growth money is what the projections are. And frankly, we will have that unless Congress does something to mess up the economy, which they, they possibly could do. Uh, so there's reason to be optimistic. Our number one uh, priority should be, and is for me, is education. The number one budget priority for us as we go into the session is education. And we have some needs out there for education funding. Uh, 
We have some needs for some uh, uh, new policies and priorities uh, with new technologies, uh, early intervention, education, more emphasis on our science, technology, engineering, math. We call it the STEM programs. And we have a common goal, which was been developed out of my Education Excellence Commission. Uh, the business community has adopted it. It's called Prosperity 2020 for the Chamber of Commerce around the state. Uh, my goal is 66 by 2020, meaning that two-thirds of our adult population will have some kind of post-high school certificate or degree, which will allow us to continue to grow ec- economically and have sustained economic growth. In fact, if we don't reach this goal, uh, this is not just aspirational. If we don't uh, reach it, uh, our economy will start to under underperform in 2020. So that's going to be my number one issue, and uh, I expect that uh, the legislature uh, will embrace that. I think it does a couple of things. One, it gives us a common goal, which will help unite us as a state. Uh, we won't have all the answers of how we get from here to there. That's a, it's a pretty large jump. Right now, for example, Doug, we have about 43% of our adult population that have some kind of post-high school degree mm-hmm. or education. To go to 66 is a, is a large jump. Uh, but how we do it and, and do we have the resources necessary to do it, I believe we do, but it's going to take all of us pulling together. So this goal of 66% by 2020 will, I think, unite the state in this common effort to Im- improve educational achievement in the state and raise the bar. And if we do that, hey, Katie, bar the door because our economy will continue to grow and we will have even increased separation between us and other states because of an outstanding, educated, skilled labor force that aligns up with the demands of the market. I was talking with Dave Bueller the other day, Commissioner of Higher Education, and you really do have a buy-in. There's a lot of enthusiasm, and everybody realizes that's a big jump from where we are mm-hmm. to 66 by 2020. But uh, you could, I, I could hear it in his voice. I could hear it you know, in what he reflected back from the uh, college and university presidents throughout the state of Utah. What are there, eight or nine of the state uh, schools? And uh, there's a real buy-in on that. Well, it's been heartening to see that. Uh, I started an Education Excellence Commission, is what we named it, uh, three years ago, almost to the day. And uh, it, it is comprised of all stakeholders involved with education, uh, business people, legislators, Democrat, Republican, uh, charter school, applied technology colleges, higher education, uh, pro-voucher, traditional education, uh, UEA. It's, it's been a good group. And we've debated and discussed a lot of issues. And this goal of 66 by 2020 has come out of that effort. And I think we all recognize that it's time that we pull together. And we have some unique challenges in Utah that are uniquely Utah's. If we're going to educate and raise the bar and improve achievement and have accountability and better outcomes, we all better start pulling together and quit fighting. And we'll have differences of opinion, but uh, there's a lot of common ground out there we've developed this goal of 66 by 2020 is what everybody realizes can unite us. And it's a, it's a goal that is significant. It's going to be difficult, but it's absolutely necessi- uh, a necessity. Governor, let's, uh, before we take a break, and then we'll uh, just go straight to the phone lines, and we'll take uh, calls from around the state of Utah. But you uh, touched on this one and the fact that with the federal government in, in some, I was going to say disarray, and, and I guess they are in many ways, especially when states are counting on certain funding, uh, uh, streams of money that have traditionally come. How serious is that if some of these things stay in limbo? What is that going to mean for the state? Well, it makes it tough to create a budget. 
as you know, I had the great opportunity to go back and spend some time with President Obama and Vice President Biden and their leadership team, then met with Speaker Boehner and his leadership team, and then Majority Leader Reid and his leadership team in talking about the fiscal cliff and the view we have from the states as far as what is happening or not happening in Washington, D.C. And it does impact our budgets, and it impacts our economy. And the states are saying, let us help you. Uh, we've offered to be uh, more flexible, or we're asked to be more flexible so that we can do more with less money to help them balance their budgets. We have ideas on uh, Medicaid reform, which will help us, which is a big budget buster for most states. Uh, transportation, education, we've got ideas that ought to be heard. And we get some lip service, so we're going to give you more flexibility, less strings. Uh, I'd like to see the money block granted. We're pretty smart people here in Utah. Uh, uh, give us the money uh, directed to a certain issue, whether it be education or transportation or health and human services. But let us find ways to apply it. We'll find innovative ways to get more bang for the buck. And in Utah is a perfect example. Uh, everybody knows government is labor-intensive. We have fewer state employees today. Uh, than we had back in the year 2001. And yet at the same time, we have over 600,000 more people that we're servicing that call Utah home in that same period of time. So literally, we're doing more with less. And I've suggested to President Obama and others that let the states lead. Look at how we're doing it. If you would uh, follow the template of Utah, the country would be run in a much more efficient uh, manner. And we would all uh, find uh, you know a better environment for government and for the economy. We are talking, of course, with Governor Gary Herbert, who is here not only to uh, to chat with me, but to chat with you as well. And we have a lot of people on the phone lines, Governor, so let's take a break. We'll come back, and we will open the phone lines for Governor Gary Herbert on Let Me Speak to the Governor. And again, thanks to our stations online throughout the state of Utah. And for those stations, we are going to take a four-minute break, and then we'll be back with Let Me Speak to the Governor. It's the Edward 1-6 sale. Sound Warehouse. Woofers by Rockford Fosgate 1-6. Sirius Satellite Radio. Power amplifiers. Speakers and more. Just one can dwell. Sound Warehouse is crazy. It's simple. Purchase select car stereos, amplifiers, subwoofers, and dash multimedia, navigation, mobile video, and more. And get select woofers, speakers, backup cameras, carpeted speaker enclosures, and other cool goodies. Just one can. Purchase that car audio, mobile video, or big screen navigation you've been wanting. And get the other cool stuff you want for only one cent. Wow. Sound Warehouse. Rockin' Utah for over 34 years. And Mobile Electronics Retailer of the Year. See this week's City Weekly. Go to SoundWarehouseUtah.com for more great one cent specials. Hurry in for the best selection because some quantities are limited in the one cent sale and soon. All three Sound Warehouse locations. 28th and Wallach. 2763 South State Salt Land. 1680 North State Oral. Sound Warehouse. Sound Warehouse. Sound Warehouse. What if one simple change had the power to change the way you look, feel, and age? Did you know the U.S. is number one at drinking soda and obesity? A coincidence? Health experts calculate the risk between weight gain and soda consumption is so strong, the risk of obesity could be increased 1.6 times for every can of soda consumed per day over a year. How about a substitute, not a supplement? It's Green Tea HP. 
by replacing the high-cost, high-calorie, low-nutrition drinks that currently provide you no nutritional return on investment. With Green THP, you not only reduce your consumption of high-calorie, low-nutrition beverages, you increase your intake of energy, anti-aging, wellness, and weight loss-promoting ingredients. Green THP in 36 refreshing flavors and caffeine-free, too. Available at University Mall, Provo Town Center, Layton Hills Mall, Red Cliffs, and every major mall along the Wasatch Front. What if one simple change had the power to change the way you look, feel, and age? Green THP. Winter is the time when Utahns come alive on the slopes. Learning to ski or snowboard has never been easier or more affordable. January is Learn to Ski and Snowboard Month. And if you've ever wanted to learn to ski or snowboard, now is the time. This January, Utah's 14 ski resorts have made it easy to learn with lift group lessons and equipment packages for as little as $39. Whether you're a first-timer or simply brushing up on some unpracticed skills, get to the resorts this January and start enjoying the greatest snow on earth. To see all the amazing Learn to Ski and Snowboard offers, log on to KSL.com. While there, you can enter to win one of 14 Learn to Ski or Snowboard packages for you and a friend at the resort of your choice. That's 14 resorts, 14 winners. Join Ski Utah and KSL News Radio on the slopes this winter by logging on to KSL.com. Make 2013 the year you learn to ski or snowboard. Ready for a vacation? Well, book local, travel global at the 17th Annual Morris Murdoch Travel Show, January 25th and 26th at the Southtown Expo Center. It's Utah's largest travel show with nearly 100 vendors from around the world. You'll find unbeatable prices from companies like Princess Cruises, Funjet Vacations, Holland America, Royal Caribbean Delta Vacations, and Disney theme parks. Plus tourism boards from Israel, the South Pacific, Mexico, Hawaii, and the Caribbean. And with over 30 free travel seminars, we've got you covered with everything you need to know before you go. You can register to win one of several fabulous prize giveaways, including a seven-day Caribbean cruise, free airline tickets, hotel stays, and more. Receive huge travel discounts, special upgrades, and other exclusive amenities just by attending the show. So upgrade your travel experience and plan your next dream vacation at the 17th Annual Morris Murdoch Travel Show, January 25th and 26th. Visit morrismurdoch.com for discount coupons and more information. It's a direct line from your home to the governor of Utah. Toll free anywhere in the state. Call 888-575-8255. Let me speak to the governor on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Great to have you along with us. We appreciate our stations online throughout the state of Utah carrying the program this evening. Through the Utah Broadcasters Association, Governor Gary Herbert here in our studios in Salt Lake City. And again, the number to call is 801-575-8255. Governor, our first caller is Al on the line in Provo, Utah. Hi, Al. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, Governor. Anyhow, you've already touched on my question partially. Anyhow, for several weeks, uh, the big murmur or hubbub, rather, was on the so-called fiscal cliff crisis. And Congress has put a temporary band-aid on this crisis, but obviously it'll return again. And my question to you, when the bigger fiscal cliff crisis happens, do you expect any really dramatic cuts in federal funds that might put Utah's budget in an unexpected financial cramp? And do you have any contingency plans in place? You mentioned the key word is certainty. How can we get certainty, and do you have a backup plan? (laughs) Well, that's a great question, Al. And uh, the fiscal cliff, so-called, really is kind of a fiscal slope. 
It's uh, not a, a, a dead drop-off. And there's a lot of aspects to it. And unfortunately, Congress has just created uh, more uncertainty and kicked the can down the road once again. Uh, what we're going to see is tax rate increases and revenue enhancements, however they define that in Washington, whether that's tax rate increases, which we've seen take place, and uh, closing of loopholes, which will also give additional revenues. At the same time, what is lacking here is the spending cuts. We have a Congress that's spending or borrowing 40 cents out of every dollar they spend. That's just not sustainable. And so somebody's got to come along and, and show some leadership. I expect it should be the president who can say to the Democrats, you know, like it or not, we're going to have spending cuts and entitlement reform. And to Republicans, we're going to have some revenue enhancements uh, to, to go along with that and strike the compromise that brings some certainty. We as a state will be impacted by all of that. Uh, we'll be impacted by what it does to the economy. That's why you hope that what they do in a, a smart, balanced way will not upset the, the growth that we're starting to see in the economy. And, and secondly, we will have some spending cuts. But that's my message to President Obama and the Speaker and the Majority Leader was we as a state will take cuts. Uh, I've testified before two congressional hearings that we'll take 20% less money than you've been given to us in the past on a number of different programs. Just take away the strings. Uh, we can build roads more inexpensively and more effectively here in Utah if we don't have the federal strings attached. We can educate better if we don't have the strings attached and do it for less money. Uh, the same thing is true with health care and Medicaid reform. We can do and provide better service with less money if we take away the strings. Uh, everybody seems to agree to that concept and principle. The hard part is getting the, the Congress and the President to get on the same page to get it done. And um, I know the National Governors Association, which I'm a, a member of the executive committee, are arguing for this. And hopefully Congress will listen because I think the states are good examples of how to get it done right. We can take less money and still provide good and better and growing service. Governor, we have Craig who is joining us on the line, identifying himself as being out there on Utah's roads tonight. Craig, you're on the line with Governor Herbert. Hi, Craig. Hi, Governor. Thank you so much for taking my call. Um, I just wanted to know how a guest worker's pass for uh, illegal immigrants could possibly benefit uh, those that are still un unemployed in the uh, state of Utah. Well, you know, I'm a free market person, and uh, I believe that uh, the marketplace will respond to what the needs and demands are, and people will fill those. Uh, the guest worker program has been designed historically, going back to the Braceros program. Uh, we used to see a lot of uh, migrant farm workers that would come in and do seasonal work. And they did it because the farmers needed the help on the, in the farms and the ranches, and they were a supply of labor. Uh, the guest worker program that we have today is, is, I mean, the whole immigration system is broken. And we have uh, too much illegal activity, which creates uh, really distortion in the marketplace. So if we're going to have, uh, you know, guest workers, it ought to be based on a, a secured border where people don't hop the fence and come in. Uh, two, that don't come in through the gate and then overstay their visas. Uh, we need to have a gate that works where people can come in and go out as they need and desire to do so. And we ought to hold businesses accountable 
if they break the law. We have businesses that are attracting illegal behavior by offering jobs for people who are not here uh, and uh, are undocumented. So it's going to be a combination of all things uh, working together on immigration reform. I think that you're going to see the Republican Party step up and try to have uh, more, uh, I, I think, an, uh, uh, an approach that uh, will have some common sense to it. Hopefully that we can have a bipartisan effort. But uh, there is no guest worker permits currently being offered in, in uh, Utah uh, for anybody. Uh, you're either here legally or you're here illegally. And, uh, and if people are being hired that are illegal, that is a breaking of the law. Governor, thank you. And let's take uh, one more phone call before we take a break at the bottom of the hour. And again, for our stations online, we will take a five-minute break at the bottom of the hour to accommodate your newscasts and commercial messages. But first, let's go to uh, Mark. Governor Mark is joining us again out on the road this evening. Mark, welcome to the program. Hey, Doug. How are you? And Governor, how are you? I'm fine, thanks. Mark, welcome. Good to talk to you. I am also a state delegate, so um, I was glad to see you, you know, Glad to vote for you. Well, thank I have, you. I had a big. I have a big question for you. I have uh, my girlfriend who was a stay-at-home mother, and she has a disability, you know, ADD and all that. I, we've come to find out we're not getting anywhere with workforce service. She want. She needs to get back into work. There's not a whole lot out there to help. You know, we've had been discriminated against by companies because of her learning disability and i'm wondering what can you do to change this i mean you know the next four years sure Uh, i don't know the specifics of what we need to do to help your girlfriend but i do know that we have a process in place that's designed to help and whether we've got some kind of a fly in the ointment uh, you know we need to discover that what i'd like to have you do is call our constituent services you can call area code 801-538- 1,000, and uh, talk to our constituent service. Somebody will answer the phone there and take your name, number, and contact information. They'll they'll uh, take from you the information and concerns you've got. John Pierpont in our Department of Workforce Services will then, I'll have him address this uh, uh, personally to see what we can do to help. We've had great success, better in Utah than most other states, of getting people that have been out of work back to work. Our average length of time in Utah is 14.4 weeks. And the fact that our economy is growing provides opportunity. But we are very concerned about people with disabilities to make sure that they get proper training, that they're coached on how to go and interview for a job, find out what their skills are. If needs be, send them back to school for some additional training to sharpen their skills so that they align up with the demands of the marketplace. We're doing the same thing with veterans. And we have the opportunities, for, particularly for vet- veterans and others, to take advantage of life skills they've developed to actually get credit uh, towards licensing and towards school credit at our community colleges. So if you'll call 538-1000, talk to constituent services, uh, we'll make sure you get some personal help. We are going to take a break here at the bottom of the hour. You're listening to Let Me Speak to the Governor, being carried, carried by radio stations throughout the state of Utah. We're coming up on exactly 6.30 again to our stations online. This will be a five-minute break.
It's 6.30 in the KSL 24-Hour News Center. I'm Paul Nelson. KSL's top local story this hour. Three highway patrol troopers suffered minor injuries in today's onslaught of crashes caused by the freezing rain. UHP Lieutenant Steve Windward urged drivers to use common sense, slow down, and be careful. If you know the temperature's below freezing and you see that it's raining, you need to uh, assume that it's ice, which it is ice. Between 5 a.m. and noon, Highway Patrol reports that there were, there were 179 crashes and nine slide-offs in Salt Lake and Utah counties. A six-year-old South Jordan girl is missing. Police uh, Lieutenant Rob Hansen say they believe Cassidy K. Nelson was taken from her non-custodial mother from her great-grandparents' home. Previously, the great-grandparents and the biological mother had a disagreement on parental rights and how much she was going to be allowed to participate in the child's life. Nelson's mother and her suspected companion, Elliot Proctor, both have criminal histories, but police don't think that the child is any is in any physical danger. Politics on KSL News Radio. Google sponsored a lively online chat on gun violence, pitting Vice President Joe Biden against some citizens opposed to gun control. Arguing on an internet chat, Vice President Biden told a panel that included gun control opponents his proposed limits are reasonable. It's not about keeping bad guns out of the hands of good people. It's about keeping all guns out of the hands of bad people. One critic on the roundtable complained the assault weapons ban didn't work when it was in effect a decade ago. And come to ABC News, the White House. Coming up on KSL News Radio, we'll check your KSL forecast next. KSL News Time at 631. In a time of painfully high energy bills, when pajamas have been traded in for thick socks and sweatshirts, your local Bryant professional stands ready at all times to protect you and your wallet from the anxiety you get every time you open an energy bill. Ready to do whatever it takes for your home, your family, and you to be comfortable without breaking the bank. Because when the temperature falls, that's when your local Bryant professional turns up the heat efficiently. When your home's comfort is on the line, call Titan Heating and Air at 801-972-0905. And be sure to ask how much you could save every month with a new high-efficiency furnace or heat pump. That's Titan Heating and Air at 801-972-0905. Bryant, whatever it takes. Christ of Latter-day Saints. Okay, what's the next question?
They're brought to you by the Larry H. Miller dealerships. Uh, well, we don't have any crashes listed on the freeways. Doesn't mean that everything's just fine and dandy. Keep in mind, they are expecting the roads to refreeze uh, because of the freezing rain that we had. We're not out of the woods of that yet. Danger's not completely over, so just be careful. Is your child struggling with math or homework? Mathnasium's proven teaching method helps your child catch up, keep up, or get ahead in math. Mathnasium has seven convenient locations. Call 877-601-MATH. And your KSL forecast. It looks like the smog is going to be sticking around for tomorrow and into Saturday as well. However, Sunday looks like the snow is going to be hitting around, and that will kind of clean out the air. And it looks like going into next week, we're going to have a lot cleaner skies than we had before. Overnight low tonight of 24. We're going to be in the mid, uh, mid-30s for the first part of next week, lower 30s for the... Well, for the end of this week, mid-30s, lower-30s for the beginning of next week. For right now in Salt Lake City, it's 26 degrees. You get the top stories every 30 minutes. Breaking news the second it happens. I'm Paul Nelson, KSL News Radio. Budgets, taxes, roads. If it's on your mind, you need to speak to the governor. Call toll-free throughout Utah, 888-575-8255. Hear the answer on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Thank you for joining us this evening. I'm Doug Wright. We're broadcasting from the studios of KSL in Salt Lake City tonight, but we do so appreciate our uh, Utah Broadcaster Association stations around the state of Utah carrying the broadcast so our uh, various listeners can call in and talk with Governor Gary Herbert tonight, the governor here with us in studio. Governor, during the break, uh, you and your staff did a little more research. We might have a little more help for our last caller. Yes, uh, in regards to the last caller we had, my Cracker Jack staff got me some additional information here. And we do have a web page, a website, it's a bulletin board specifically for disabled. And it's called, uh, It's the, the web page is disabled.com jobs.utah.gov so disabled.jobs.utah.gov bulletin board of jobs specifically for those who with disabilities also we have in our HR department our human resource areas of employment uh, if they'll call the DHRM at uh, uh, and ask for Shannon and the phone number there 801-538-9683 801-538-9683. Shannon can give them some more information. We have Marjorie on the line for Governor Herbert calling in from northwestern Utah. Welcome, Marjorie. Hi, Marjorie. Hi, how are you doing? Good, thank you. Great. What I'm calling about, I don't know if you know about it or not, because, you know, you have to kind of be a little sensitive to it, and it bothers you to pay a lot of attention. But they came out a year ago, my... My electric company did and changed the meter, and it puts out uh, radio frequency radiation. And I can feel it and hear it, and I've done a lot of study on it, you know, books and the Internet, and it really concerns me because I think it can cause diseases like childhood leukemia. Do you have your power from Rocky Mountain Power, or uh, which uh, who, who changed I- your meter? But I, but I was in Salt Lake, and I, it's there, too, because I was there last fall, and it creates a lot of pollution in the air, I do believe, and I can, I'm sensitive, so I know where it is. I can hear it in the walls. It comes through the wires. Well, let me just uh, tell you, I know they have this new technology designed to help us conserve energy, which means trying to help us save money. 
and I think all of us are interested in saving money and, and optimizing the utilization of our uh, power sources. They have what they call smart meters, which sounds like what this is that you're talking about. Uh, they're designed to help you uh, know the peaks and the valleys, and so you can have your power turned down and optimize it when you're not there and have it turned up for use when you're there. Uh, it is a voluntary program, though, and I, in fact, was involved with the vetoing a bill that was proposed here a couple of years ago that took away some of the voluntary aspects of, uh, of this uh, smart uh, meter uh, program. So my suggestion to you is you have some concerns. If it's Rocky Mountain Power that's providing the service to you, contact them. It should be voluntary. If you don't like it, if you don't want it, they should uh, take that off and give you a traditional meter. Marjorie, we thank you for your phone call. And now we go to Orem, Utah, and Robert joins us. Robert, welcome to the program. Hello. Hi, Robert. Uh, My question is is about the move of the prison, which is uh, being pushed very heavily um, right now. I know it's something that, uh, uh, that Doug uh, also sponsors right now. Um, the question is more concerning those who work out there and uh, what kind of protections are, are they getting? In other words, what kind of comforts can they have that they won't be forgotten in this process, knowing that a, in a five-year period is what one of the thing, rumors that are floating around um, to, move, <coughs> excuse me, to move it. Um, that they won't be forgotten because they're going to be uh, hundreds of families that work there are going to be adversely affected financially, whether it be uh, you know adding an extra sixty to hundred miles to their commute or having to completely move if they can even mm-hmm. afford to move, you know, because the housing sure is still down. sure yeah. Let's... What, what kind of comfort can you give us on that that we're not being forgotten in this? Process? Well, uh, you shouldn't be forgotten, and we ought to have, in fact, a public forum opportunity for you to weigh in and, and give your input. The legislature has created a, a committee to review proposals and ideas of whether or not we can uh, uh, move the prison and do it in a way that would be beneficial to the taxpayers of Utah. I think all of us can probably understand that as we have high technology that's being developed all around the prison, you know, that the, that the landscape is changing. When that prison was originally built, and my grandfather was one of the uh, brick masons that worked on the the building of that first uh, of the of the prison at the point of the mountain. It was out in the hinterlands. There was nothing around it, but that's not the uh, situation today. And so, from a highest and best use standpoint, what would be the best use of that land? Probably not a prison. That being said, there are things that we need to consider in the movement of that prison to someplace else. If in fact it is economically feasible. Uh, we need to, uh, I think, approach it from the standpoint of where would it be relocated. In no sense, moving if we don't have a better place or an, an accommodating place. And I've heard a number of different places that are going to be actually not that far away that will accommodate the prisoners and their families as well as try to accommodate, uh, you know, employees that work out there. I think that's an important consideration. I know of at least one location that's being considered, at least been thought about, that it's going to be a, a very a closely adjacent to a track lines so that people will be able to take tracks to actually get to some location uh, in close proximity to the prison. 
So I think all of the above needs to be a consideration for the employees, for the prisoners, for what we're trying to do with the prison, for the cost of relocation. Uh, the opening up of other economic opportunity at the point of the mountain, I think, will help offset the cost. We're also to the point, you know this as an employee, that that prison needs to have some additional infusion of capital. Whether it's remodeling, bringing up to date, uh, changing some of the processes, it is labor intensive. There are new technologies for prison that will allow us to save money in their operation of a growing prison. So uh, I expect that the proposal will come in, be weighed and considered, and there will be ample opportunity for the public and yourself to weigh in to make sure that whatever decision we make really has the best interest of the taxpayers in mind at the forefront and has consideration for the prisoners and their families and for employees that work out there. Robert, thank you for your phone call. And before we go to Deborah, let me just remind uh, our listeners throughout the state of Utah, we do have a couple of lines available at area code 801 Five seven five eight two five five. That's five seven five eight two five five. And as promised, Governor, we go to Deborah, who's joining us from Ogden, Utah. Hi, Deborah. Hi. How are you? Good, thank you. How are you doing? Just fine, thank you. Except I do have a concern, and I'd like to know to what extent your attention has been brought to Representative Sandstrom's and the legislature's bill on bullying in the schools. And whether or not there is, because it is just a feel-good law right now, whether or not there are any plans for enforcement or funding for enforcement. This is just ineffective, and unfortunately, the bullying continues. Well, you know, bullying, I think more and more we're sensitive to the bullying aspects that can really have some harmful impacts on the students in the classroom and uh, the environment of learning. Uh, I think we're all extra sensitive because of the uh, the shooting that took place in Connecticut under the heading of safety in our schools. Uh, we do have statutes on the books that require a review of the safety aspects, which would include bullying and the atmosphere that we would have in a bullying uh, situation in our, our campuses. And I've asked Superintendent uh, Menlove to, in fact, take a review of all of our 41 school districts and our schools and see if, one, we're complying with current state law, and, two, uh, have an evaluation of the safety aspects of our schools and report back to me by July 1st. So he's already sent out the the, uh, inquiry and uh, the direction to our superintendents uh, of our different school districts. That's going to the principals. And over the next six months, literally, we're going to have a review of the safety aspects of our schools throughout Utah. So um, I think we're all concerned about a lot of issues surrounding safety in schools. And certainly bullying has got to be at the forefront also. Joining us on the line right now is Clay from Bountiful, Utah. Clay, your question for Governor Herbert. Yeah, this. my name's actually Corey. Oh, sorry, Corey. Uh, how are you, Governor? Hi, Corey. I'm fine. Thank you. Excellent. Hey, I just have two really quick questions for you I wanted okay. to, to ask you about. House Bill uh, 76 and House Bill 51. House Bill 76 is the bill that's proposing to make Utah a constitutional carry state, which I am in support of. And I hope if that gets to your desk that you'll sign it into law. Um, and then House Bill 51 is uh, concerning regulated professions with the Department of Occupational and Professional Licensing, um, making all boards that are 
re, all regulatory boards under Doppel would uh, consist of four owner operators and one member of the public. Um, would you be willing to sign both of those bills into law if they made it to your desk? I'm I'm a conservative and a constitutionalist, a lot like Senator Mike Lee. And I believe if we have the right to carry in the open in Utah, we should have the right to carry concealed without needing to get a permit. I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. Well, uh, uh, Mike Lee has been a longtime friend of mine. Uh, he was our general counsel when I was lieutenant governor. I've worked with uh, Senator Lee a lot, and so I have great regard for his uh, 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 acumen when it comes to the Constitution. Um, let me just take those in reverse order. You know, the regulatory professions. Uh, I don't know enough about the bill to really comment. Uh, I've made it kind of a, 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 a principle that I won't comment on yay or nay on bills that I haven't had a chance to read and understand. There's a lot of uh, devil in the detail stuff that happens up on the Capitol, and even bills that start out with uh, one thing have been amended and modified and changed. So whether I will or would not sign it, it's too early for me to talk about House Bill 51. Uh, I, I, we've done regulatory reform in our state. I'm very concerned about regulations that have no public purpose, meaning they don't level the playing field and they don't protect the public and simply become a drag on the economy. So I'd have to understand that a little bit better to decide whether that's something I would support. Uh, on House Bill 76, uh, I am a strong supporter of the Second Amendment, and uh, I believe in the constitutional right to, to bear arms. I do believe that it's not a unlimited right, uh, like freedom of speech, our uh, First Amendment. Uh, you know, uh, we have uh, libel laws, we have uh, copyright laws, uh, you can't yell fire in a clouded classroom. So I believe it is a state right uh, under the Tenth Amendment to, in fact, put parameters on uh, the Second Amendment. We've done that. We've That's been challenged in court. Uh, Sheriff Mack from Arizona, in fact, took that all the way to the Supreme Court, and we won on a state right basis. Uh, I actually like the laws we currently have on the books. I, I, I am a concealed weapon permit holder myself. I believe that served us well in the state in the past and uh, don't see any reason to change it. That being said, I'm willing to certainly listen to the arguments of why we'd want to have a constitutionally carry state, which I know a number of states are, where you're not required to have a permit to carry concealed. Uh, it causes me concern. Maybe it's because that's what I'm used to and because of the fact I've been a concealed weapon permit holder for a number of years. Uh, but I'm willing to take a look at it, but I'm not prepared to say that I would sign that. We will take more phone calls coming up right now, a brief break, and we will be right back with Let Me Speak to the Governor. Once again, for our great stations that are joining us tonight through the Utah Broadcasters Association Network, this will be a four-minute break. You're watching your favorite TV show, and something important is about to happen. Just then, your phone rings. What do you do? Let the call go to voicemail? Pause the TV show? You know it's impossible to do both. The same thing happens when you talk on the phone while driving. Your brain can't pay attention to both. So you stop noticing things, things that are critical to avoiding crashes, like a car slowing in front of you, a light turning red, or a person riding a bike. Research shows hands-free is no safer than using a handheld phone. And driving while using any phone significantly reduces your reaction time and increases your risk of crashing. Why would you risk lives using your cell phone and driving? No call or text message is worth a life. Remember, 
When you're on the road, stay off the phone. Learn more at nsc.org, a public service from the National Safety Council. To use one word to describe itineraries, unique, amazing, challenging, rewarding, cultural, bright, exciting, fun, life-changing. That's two words. <laughs> I really love the one-on-one time I can get with the staff at Itineris. Itineris is the only school I know that you can have a civil, in-depth discussion on religion, politics, art, and contemporary science. All during lunch. Everyone is accepted. Everyone. Everyone is accepted. I love Itineris. I love Itineris. I love Itineris. You come as an ordinary student and leave with extraordinary skills essential to the real world. Itineris has allowed me to enroll in college-level courses almost effortlessly, and with their help, I'll complete my associate's degree before I graduate high school. Parents, to find out more about the benefits of sending your teenager to Itineris, Itineris, Itineris Early College High School, visit online or call 801-256-5970. That's 801-256-5970. Itineris. That's 801-256-5970. Itineris Early College High School. I definitely feel like the words veteran and homeless should never go together. Sergeant Michelle Garcia served meritoriously in Iraq and Afghanistan. I had friends and you know I went and stayed at a friend's house and then I realized well you're staying at your friend's house but how long can you stay there? Where are you going to go? Where are you going to call home? Lieutenant Richard Stokely took the skills he learned in Vietnam and put them to use as a paramedic. But after they left the service these veterans had problems with homelessness. Michelle lost all her savings, and Richard battled alcoholism for years. It started taking me down, all the way down to the point where I lost my family and I ended up homeless. A simple phone call to 877-424-3838 put them in touch with the Department of Veterans Affairs. If you are a veteran in need, or you know a veteran who is homeless or at risk of being homeless, call 877-424-3838 or visit va.gov slash homeless. The best thing at Chakarama is the rolls. They're like home style. Reminds me of my mom's baking. They're making them all the time, constantly coming out of the oven, so they're always warm and fresh. They smell wonderful. I break them open and I slather them with honey butter. It's hard to say what the best thing is about Chuckarama. With an endless array of great entrees, tantalizing desserts, and refreshing beverages, the best thing about Chuckarama is a variety. The best thing at Chuckarama is the carving station. As soon as I get there, that's where I'm going. Got the roast beef, the ham, the turkey. Oh, yeah. The meat is juicy, cooked just right, tender, amazing. The ham, the outer edge, honey glazed, it's just perfect. With the roast beef, they have the sautéed mushrooms and onions, and you got to have those. The turkey with cranberry sauce just tops it off. Mmm. The choice is yours at Chuckarama. Governor of Utah, toll-free anywhere in the state. Call 888-575-8255. Let me speak to the governor on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. So great to have Let Me Speak to the Governor back on the air. And uh, the time goes by so quickly, Governor. So with your permission, should we go right back uh, to the absolutely. phone Absolutely. Let's get as many in as we can before the top of the hour. Let's go to Sandy, Utah. And Landon is joining us. Landon, your question for the governor. Yes, Governor. I first just want to thank you for taking the time to uh, do this to our great state. Uh, first, I, I, I want to congratulate you and, and the state for getting uh, outdoor retailers back uh, in Utah through 2016. Uh, being in the hotel industry, I, I know the positive effect that they have on the state of, 
Utah and the tax revenues that they bring in. Uh, with that, there's an obvious shortage of hotel rooms uh, in the Valley, and there's talks of a taxpayer-paid convention hotel. I uh, just want to see how far along that idea is uh, in your office and if you support that. Well, uh, thank you, Landon. Hey, the Outdoor Retailers is a great fit for Utah. I met with many exhibitors here this past uh, couple of days as they've been in town, and everybody agrees it, it needs to stay in, in Utah here in Salt Lake City. And I think we have a great chance to make this the permanent home. The challenge we're facing is victims of our own great success. Uh, it, uh, more people want to come and they want to grow and they need more display space. And they're concerned about uh, more bed space that's convenient to wherever the convention's being held. And that uh, is where the rub comes in right now because there is some discussion about having a taxpayer-funded uh, competing convention hotel to the private sector. Frankly, I don't support that. I am a free market person. I believe the marketplace will find answers to the challenges we have out there, and we ought to, to not have a lot of government subsidy in helping one uh, private sector uh, developer in opposition to another private sector developer that doesn't get subsidy. I know there's a study being put together by Salt Lake City. I think Salt Lake County is a part of that. I expect the state will weigh in on it, too. But I'm very concerned about some kind of taxpayer-funded convention hotel that would compete against the private sector. That being said, I think there's some options out there that we can expand, enhance, and improve our display space and our convention opportunities here for the outdoor retailers that will uh, prove to be acceptable. And we take a phone call now. Mark out there on the road. Mark, you're on Let Me Speak to the Governor. Your question. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, Governor, I drive uh, every day between Brigham and Salt Lake City for work, and I'm in a little car, and I have to contend with large trucks and other vehicles pulling trailers, and they stay in the far left two lanes. I've even seen and followed trucks in the HOV lane pulling trailers construction companies and such i'm wondering uh where is the enforcement in the don't drive in these two lanes and also i have relatives that drive truck on ksl there was a call-in show program a week ago tomorrow and a truck driver called in and told people maybe you're right maybe we shouldn't be in those two lanes but you can be right and pull to the right and get out of our way or you can be dead right and I don't, I don't feel those kind of attitudes should be on the radio. Uh, I'll just hang up and, and uh, drive and listen to your reply. Appreciate your time. Well, thank you. Um, I have high regard for our truckers and our truckers association. I think that generally speaking, they're law-abiding. They have a tough job out there to get from point A to point B and sometimes very congested traffic. And, uh, and so I have great admiration for their, their goodness. That being said, we do have a law in the books that says that they've got to drive their tractor trailers on certain lanes and leave other lanes open for the motoring public. And uh, so I, I know that we'll have a discussion based on this call with our uh, public safety folks. I think uh, Highway Patrol is stepping up their enforcement of this regulation and cite violators and, and make sure that they're ticketed and make sure that people understand what the law is. Part of the problem we're having, too, in this same area is that we have motorists that are towing trailers themselves and are actually violating the law and impeding the safe movement of traffic up and down the freeways. And they, too, need to get out of the way, as you've suggested. 
And so uh, I think all of us need to be more considerate in our travel and our tra- and our travel on our freeways to be considerate. It's easy to get upset. Road rage is a real issue out there. Uh, we need more troopers, and that's a budgetary issue, to be out there patrolling, making sure that we're all respectful of each other, and ticketing where necessary. We thank you for your phone call, and Governor, I think if we really hurry, we can take one final quick phone call. We go to Jordan, who is joining us. Jordan, your question for the Governor. Yes, it's a pleasure to be on the show with you, Doug, and Governor. Thank you, Jordan. Um, Two quick questions. Um, The first one, I'm currently a student right now, and I was just wondering what the state is doing to um, help with the increasing tuition costs. And then the second question is, um, I've also been wondering with um, the air pollution, the way that it's been... Um, throughout the state. Uh, I was wondering what um, the state sure. is going to do to help with that. Uh, quickly, as we r- run out of time here, uh, our schools, are, I met with our college presidents, they all understand the, you know, the rising cost of tuition makes it tough uh, for uh, the student population to be able to afford a college education. And at the same time, I'm talking about raising the bar to 66 by 2020. So um, uh, we've got to find better ways to do things, more efficiencies in school, more private donations, uh, more technology, uh, and ways to educate with remote learning, uh, online services, more concurrent enrollment in high schools. All those things are on the table. I've asked our public education people to meet with our college uh, uh, leaders and see if we can make this a seamless K-16 through approach and understand where we can help each other make it more affordable. Uh, on the pollution, uh, we all know we have unique meteorology here with inversions. We all need to do more. This air quality and bad air is not acceptable. We are doing a lot of things out there with uh, more compressed natural gas. We've signed an MOU with other surrounding states to, in fact, have more compressed natural gas vehicles in our state fleets. Uh, we're finding efficiencies in our IT programs. Where we're conserving energy in our state offices. We have more leads programs. Our corporations, our, our private businesses are, in fact, transitioning from coal power to, to natural gas power. Uh, we're doing airshed studies. But all of us can do more. 52%, the majority of the pollution we see out there today, come from our own tailpipes. We've spent billions of dollars on better highways, freeways, tracks, front runners.